Warning, 30 Screams or Less may contain spoilers about movies that have recently been released. If you haven't seen the movie, go watch it, come back, and enjoy the show. Or, if you don't want to waste your time watching the movie and rather have two random horror dudes watch it for you, we got you covered as well. Welcome everyone to 30 Screams or Less, a horror movie podcast where we review horror movies in 30 minutes or less. Today's movie we're going to be talking about is a Netflix exclusive called The Trip. It's directed by Tommy Ricola, written by Tommy Ricola, Nick Ball, and John Niven. Starring Numi Rapace as Lisa, Askel Henny as Lars, and Adel Atonson as Peter. I think that's Peter, right? P-E-T-T-E-R? Is that a different way? Is it Petter? Petter. 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 Okay. Well, we'll call them Petter all throughout the movie. Oh, did they? I thought they were just being like saying Peter, but like in a weird friggin' way. Uh, Yeah. Petter. It's like Petter. They even introduced him. They spelled his name P E T T E R. Oh, okay. All right. Well, then it's Petter. All right. The plot is a dysfunctional couple head to a remote cabin to reconnect, but has intentions to kill the other. Before they can carry out their plans, unexpected visitors arrive and they face. A greater danger. 30 Screams or Less starts now. Corey, what did you think of the trip? Dude, I know you and I briefly talked about this before we started recording, and our opinions are very much opposite. I love mm-hmm. this movie so much. Might even have been one of the best movies that I've seen in quite a while. I'm not trolling. I, I oh, love wow. this movie a lot. Okay. It had everything. Everything it, that like we like. It really did have everything, and I think that's why we differ, is because... I felt like it was going all over the place between whether it was a comedy, a horror or thriller. And it just kind of all over the place. There were some great parts in this movie. I will say that parts that did make me laugh. So that's why I didn't be like, oh, it's getting a one. I wasn't going to give it a one. There was a good amount of stuff in there that made me go, okay, it's not a fucking two or one. It's a three. It's okay to me. It's not like a straight up horror flick either. Think of it like, I don't know, Evil Dead or uh, what's that? What am I thinking? Steve, what am I thinking? Horror comedy. Yeah, think of Deadstream. Yes. I could see that where there's horror movies that kind of fall on the comedic line. Deadstream, Evil Dead, both those are great horror comedies. This one did have comedy elements in it, which I did think were funny. For instance, the part where this guy decides he's going to go to the store, a hardware store, and buy literally everything that he needs for a murder. Like, dude, you need to space that stuff out. I love that. He, what did he buy? He bought a hammer. He bought some rope. He bought tape, a hacksaw. And the fact that the camera is like zooming in on all of these things as it's going down the conveyor belt thing in the hardware store. I was laughing. That I thought was funny. And, you know, what he missed on that was maybe a tarp, maybe a pair of gloves, something like that, or maybe bleach or lye or something, whatever. He got all that stuff. but. Hey, it's still suspicious, but if you go to a hardware store and you buy that shit, different places, use cash, try to fucking not get on camera. I also forgot to mention that this guy that plays the main character looks 98% like Bill Burr. Did you? Holy shit, you're right. 
I thought he looked familiar the whole time, but I just could not place it. Wow. No, it was just some Swedish actor who, it is a Swedish, right? Norwegian? Whatever no. it is. It's just yeah. some guy that looks exactly like Bill Burr. He looked a lot like Bill Burr. It didn't even fucking dawn on me until you just said that. Wow. Good take. But obviously, Bill Burr and this guy, completely different. It's still in the comedy spectrum. I mean, this was, uh, I don't know. I'm going to call it a comedy. It's a dark comedy. But there were some great parts. Lars trying to kill his wife with a hammer. That scene was great. You know, he's just it's... kind of walking around. <laughs> he's walking around the house. He's like, honey, you know, just where are you? And by the way, everyone, this whole movie is dubbed. So it may take a second for you to get through it and just let it go. But then once... You let it go. It's not bad. For me, it's good, not great. For Corey, it's great. So Lars is in the kitchen doing something, and Lisa asks him to come and help her with something. And this is where Lars decides he's going to try and kill his wife. So he grabs a hammer, and he's he slowly creeps up from behind her. And Steve, what happens? He was going to hit her with a hammer, and she then turned around with a taser and tased the guy, knocked him out, and then she tied him up. But this is the funny thing is because they both had the same exact intentions of killing each other. And that's what this whole premise is about, is that the husband and wife both go to this remote cabin where they both have an objective to kill each other because they're just done with each other. So rather than getting a divorce, one of them wants to kill the other so that way they can make the $3 million insurance policy, like get that money. So they both had this whole thing planned. That was ridiculous. So that's where I was like kind of laughing. And there were, I had a few chuckles out of this. So that whole conversation that they had with each other when she ties up her husband and she's like, you're going to kill me. And he's like, yeah. And she's like, well, I saw that you brought all these weapons. Like I found them. And then she asks him why he brought a hacksaw. And he goes, bodies float. So I was going to cut you into pieces. That's another one that got me. Yeah, that was good. It's funny because she then makes that reference to you can't even hold a piece of steak because he was trying to pick up was a New York strip earlier. And he's like two forks trying to get these steaks over to the fucking soul she's shop. Just, she's just berating him. Like, what are you doing? Just get it on there. And the poor guy's like, oh, you know, like he had this whole process going of cooking a steak, but he couldn't touch raw meat. And so he had this idea of like being able to cut up the wife, but clearly he's not going to be able to do that because he just cannot get his hands dirty like that. Yeah. And this is the point too, where we find out that Lars had hired the housekeeper or the landscaper to mm -hmm. join them on this trip to kill his wife. Yeah. So the wife's holding a gun to Lars, the housekeeper or groundskeeper. I think he's more of a groundskeeper, right? So yeah. he comes by, he whacks her in the head with a shovel because Lars and the groundskeeper, they came up with a plan to kill Lars's wife. Lars was going to kill her and he was going to do the cleanup. So that way Lars doesn't get his hands dirty and the other guy just takes care of it. And the other guy was getting offered $500,000 out of the insurance money. But then he finds out that it's actually way more. The insurance policy is actually $3 million. He was under the impression he's going to get half a million and the policy was only $1 million flat. So then... They're in the basement. This is all happening. And the groundskeeper, now he's starting to hold a gun on Lars because Lars lied to him. And now they're going back and forth. They're saying, like, I'll give you $2 million if you kill her. And then she's like, I'll give you $3 million if you kill him. I don't care. And so Lars and the groundskeeper then end up getting into this fight. And 
Corey, what happens to this groundkeeper? The fight was hilarious. I love this pretty much whole middle part of this movie took place in a basement also. Um, but yeah, a lot so of it did. Lars yeah. and Victor get into a fight and mm-hmm. Lars has the shotgun. And for some reason, and I don't know why, but Victor put his hand on the very end of the shotgun where the bullets that's, come out. Yeah, that's literally the dumbest idea you could think of. And uh, yeah, someone pulled the trigger and fucking blew Victor's hand straight off. Yeah, it was Lars. He blew the dude's hand right off. And Victor is just like, oh, you know, just runs upstairs with his fucking hand that's all mangled. They run up after him. She says, stop him when she really meant like stop the bleeding. So Lars shoots the guy in the back. He goes flying, by the way. I don't know if you remember that part, but he just fucking took off like a rocket when he got shot in the back. That was a double barrel shotgun. Yeah. What, you don't go back just two feet? A little horsepower on that one. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. I mean, I got shot by a double shotgun once and uh, just kind of went back a couple feet. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, it's (laughs) nice talking to someone who survived a double barrel shotgun blast. To the face. Perfect. Yeah, no problem. You'd never know it either. I know, right? Your plastic plastic surgeon's really good. Yeah, I owe a bunch of money. (laughs) Is that why you moved? You're running from your debt? Yeah, I'm I'm (laughs) debt running from my plastic surgeon. (laughs) Steve needed plastic uh, surgery, so he moved to Florida. And then I got double plastic surgery. Now I have a whole different face. Oh, okay. So they'll never yeah. know now. Nope. No one will ever know. They'll have to. And I grinded my teeth down, so no one's ever going to know. Did you get hooked on meth? Nope. Not yet. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so Victor's dead. Lars and Lisa, they actually start fighting again. Lisa is able to grab the gun, and Lars is going after her with a knife, and they just struggle she's running she's trying to get a good shot on him but he's running after her so with a giant ass gun like this you can't exactly just whip the thing around in a hallway and be like oh yep no problem i'll take you out the thing is going to get caught on the walls so they run upstairs they get in a fight gun goes off hits the ceiling and then all of a sudden you hear someone up in the ceiling oh god dude i was laughing so hard because at this point we didn't know anyone else was in the house no we had no idea no, this so, shit just started unraveling as uh, it was going. This was one of my favorite parts in the movie, I think, is that dude getting shot. And then it pans to, it does basically a flashback to the three, there were three convicts that were escaped from prison and decided to shack up in their cabin while the cops start looking for them. Right. And I did want to touch base on this. This movie kind of reminds me of another movie where they go back and they tell the stories because what happened was after one of the inmates gets shot in the ass and they fall through the ceiling, they knock out Lars and Lisa. But what they do is they go back to like five days earlier, three days earlier, that tight deal. And they show how that little story got to this point. It's all like interweaving stories coming to a certain focal point. And there's a movie that I can't remember off the top of my head and I fucking loved it, but I love this style is that they just go back and they tell like the short story. Yeah, it was cool too, because they introduced the characters and I love how it had their names on the screen right below them. Because you, yeah, exactly. you had Dave, Roy, and Petter. And this is where we meet them for the first time. I love when they get to the house and they find, oh, and it goes back to the beginning of the movie when Lars and Lisa got to their cabin and the keypad on the door didn't work. So right. this part, the convicts get to the house and we find out the keypad didn't work because Roy smashed it with a rock. Yeah, Roy was just like, I can get in and just fucking destroys the thing. Oh, yeah, that was funny because Roy was something else, that guy. He was just, he was a big dummy. He was. He was the Brock Samson of this movie. 
the Brock Sampson. Brock Sampson. Actually, I don't know the reference. Steve. Brock Sampson. Google it real quick. Brock Sampson. Oh, yeah. Okay. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I, okay. And now I get what you're talking about. Yes, he was the Brock Sampson of this movie. Fuck, so gonna... Brock Sampson, for those that don't know, is a character from the Cartoon Network show Venture Brothers. That's right. And you know what? It just dawned on me the kind of movie style this reminds me of. It reminds me of the movie Bad Times at El Royale, where they're all little stories that come to a head at the end. So this is kind of like that. All these small little stories come together at the end and completes that whole story. That's what this reminded me of. I never watched that. You've never watched Bad Times at El Royale? No. Five out of five. Okay. Yeah, it's great. It is a fucking great movie. If you haven't seen it, check it out. It's not a horror movie by any means, but it's fucking great. Well, you gave it a five out of five. I might need to watch it now. Yeah, it's awesome. I love those kind of stories. It's smart. It's like a smart thriller. It didn't do good at the box office, but fucking great storytelling. So, okay. Yeah, check it out. You will not uh, you will not regret it. Regret it? Regret it. You will not regret it. All right. All right. So where are we now? We are, okay. The prisoners, they fall through the roof. They eat shit. We find out that they needed a place to hunker down. Roy destroys the alarm system to get in and this is where we are so now we're in the basement where actually a lot of this movie takes place you forgot the part where we find out oh no that did that happen later with the them falling through the roof no because they had them in the basement yeah so they fell through the roof but oh i see what you're saying so yes they fell through the roof and they knocked out lisa and lars but we didn't talk about is why they were in the attic that's what we didn't talk about we talked about them being up there knocking out Lisa, and then I was jumping to the next part, but we need to talk about why they were up there and what happened when they were up there. So basically the three of them were, they were looking around the house to find valuable things and they see Lisa and Lars arrive at the cabin. So they decide to hide in the attic. Yeah. And some of the shit that they were saying up there, I thought was hilarious. Roy making a reference to Anne Frank, them <laughs> being like, what the hell? Hey, we're like those people that hid in the attic. And the other guys, you you mean Anne Frank? Yeah, the book you're always reading. I thought that was hilarious. And then earlier in the movie, though, Roy decides he's hungry and he goes and eats some fucking rando berries on the way to the cabin. And so now he's up there. He's like, my stomach doesn't feel good. And they're just like, uh, wonder I wonder why. I forgot, I forgot about that, the berry thing. And that's why he had to shit. Yeah, he took a massive shit in the attic. And they're like, <laughs> oh, they this told, fucking sucks. They told him to shit on the floor. So he did. Yeah. What did he say? He said something about, it. he's like, I can't lose my dignity. And he takes a shit on the floor. And they're like, what are you talking about? Oh, And then like, no sooner does that happen, they look between the slats in the floor and they see Lisa and Lars fighting. That scene mm -hmm. before when they were struggling over the shotgun and we see Roy get shot in the ass and then they just fall through the ceiling. Yeah, he just falls through the ceiling and... I love what he and said to them when they get him tied up eventually. And Roy's like, you shot me in the anus. I didn't hear him say that. He did. Oh my God. You shot me in the anus. There were parts that they were overdubbed clearly, but was it translated wrong? So he had to say anus instead of asshole or ass. And then it just became even funnier. Anus is just a funnier word. I think anus is a funny word. Don't get me wrong, but. If it's in the original version, was it pronounced maybe just ass then or asshole? But here we can't exactly say, oh, okay, yeah, this is a perfect 
reading of this movie and deciphering whatever the fuck they're saying. So we just went with anus. I was right. It was Sweden. Oh, it was Sweden. Okay. I can see that. Well, filmed primarily in Oslo metropolitan area. Norway. Norway. Okay. Oslo, Norway. I'd love to go there someday. Maybe someday. Sean went there. Yes, he did. He did go there. Sean is my guitarist, everyone. <laughs> yeah, he went there for, I think, a few weeks. Lucky bastard. But yeah. he, went, he went to see family, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's yeah. got family there. Yeah. Lucky him. Apparently, they've got really expensive Levi's jeans over there. He was telling me that Levi's soaking wet 30 something dollars here, right, in the States, over there, $300. Goddamn. Yeah. I, it's like, it, what the fuck? It's like wearing sandpaper, too. I don't get it. I don't need my 514s that bad. Is that what you wear? Yeah. Well, now I wear shorts because it's hot as balls all the time. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah, I'm turning into you with your shorts. So I wear them year-round. Yeah, he wears them year-round, everyone. So I'm probably going to be in that boat of wearing them almost year-round. You might get cold fronts come in. It'll be like 60 degrees. And you'll oh, start wow. fucking jeans Ooh. again. Oh, no. Well, actually, no, that's not bad. 60 at degrees some, wearing jeans, not bad. At some point, you're going to start thinking it's cold when it gets it, that because that happens to people. Like, move from here to Florida. You get that Florida blood. You're going to get pneumonia all the time. That pneumonia blood. Yeah. Yeah. So now we're going into the scene where they're in the basement. And, dude, this scene straight up made me a little uncomfortable. This made me laugh, though, because you have the prisoner who has got some sort of crazy nickname. What's his nickname, Corey? Do you know it? Horse Dick Dave. There it is. Horse Dick Dave. So Horse Dick Dave... <laughs> is all horned up and he's ready to go and these prisoners they have Lars and Lisa tied up and they're about to do basically just whatever the hell they want with them he's ready to go and then they mentioned how he enjoys the company of other men so Lars was thinking the whole time that his wife was going to be raped or something and turns out that nope horse Dick Dave had eyes for Lars it was kind of funny though when Petter was telling Lisa that he has this huge dick. It's going to feel like a fire hydrant going into him. <laughs> two, wait, was it two uh, strong men holding a fire hydrant? That's what it was like this. <laughs> the image, I don't want that image in my head, but it happened. I'm not a fan of it. But Corey, I think you thought the same thing too. You probably heard that and was like, fuck, I visualized it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But this scene to me went on a little too long. I was like, all right, either it's going to happen or it's not. What the fuck's happening right now? Because it was like ongoing. Like, we have this money. Cool. Okay. Let's continue to try to rape Lars. And it like just kept happening. Yeah. But fortunately, Lars's butthole was safe. He didn't get destroyed by Horse Dick Dave. Nope. Nope. He got let go for some reason. And then he ended up having to lick Petter's feet. I was like, what the fuck? Why is this happening? Yeah. Petter was like, lick lick my, or could he say, kiss my feet? And then, I don't know why Lars just started licking his shoe. Yeah. Just like, look it. And I was like, okay, like what's happening next? Where are we going with this? And so they're tied up. The three prisoners go upstairs and just hang out and vibe and enjoy their steak sandwiches, which looked fantastic, by the way. They did. I'm a sandwich man. I love my sandwiches and I can appreciate a good sandwich. So they're upstairs. They're fucking watching the news, just hanging out, killing time until they can probably get the fuck out of there. So... Roy goes downstairs because Lars is making all sorts of fucking noise downstairs. He's kicking things over and he's trying to get someone's attention. What he did, though, is he kicked these balls out of a pool table and now they're on the floor. And I think 
we know what's in store for Roy here. We think he's going to get hit with those fucking pool balls, but I don't know how it's going to happen at this point because they're both tied up. How the fuck are you going to get these pool balls in your hands and able to attack Roy? So Lars says he needs to take a shit, goes to the bathroom. Roy checks him. Nothing. He doesn't have anything on him. So Lars comes out of the bathroom. Somehow Lars has a sock full of fucking pool balls. And so I'm thinking to myself, think- how the hell did this happen? Yeah, I was just saying, were you trying to figure out how he got the pool balls in there with him? I was trying to figure that out at first, but then that comes to fruition at the end of the movie. We find out how. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. Spoiler alert, he puts it in his ass, prison style. (laughs) Because Lisa asks him, he's like, how'd you get those pool balls in there? And he just looks at her and he like winks. Yeah, he just uh, kind of like the discomfort he clearly had on the anus. Yeah. Yeah. So he attacks Roy, fucking clocks him upside the head with a bunch of pool balls in a sock. Down goes Roy. And so he's about to fucking untie his wife. And then he just straight leaves her. And I'm just thinking to myself, oh, this is still happening. These two are still going to go at it. I'm like, fuck yeah. So she gets a knife from Roy, who's fucking unconscious. She gets herself out of there and she leaves the basement. They're both out of the basement at this point. She's kind of walking around, trying to find a way to get the hell out of there. She's going through every fucking vehicle, trying to find keys, nothing. She gets in the kitchen and finds out that there's keys in there. Here comes Roy. Roy shows up like, give me the keys. And Corey, what happens here? Well, he's got the shotgun. I love it. He aims it at them. And this quote got me. He goes, move away from the fridge. I don't want to shoot it if there's still beer in there. (laughs) That's a great quote. So here comes Loris from behind. He's clearly about to attack Roy. And the dummy fucking knocks over a couple shotgun shells on the ground. Roy turns around and Lars cuts this guy across the chest. And it just fucking opened up like a butterfly. His whole chest just fucking opened up. It was gnarly. It was fucking disgusting looking. And he acted like nothing happened. Yeah. Meanwhile, there's got to be like all the layers of flesh just fucking ripped open. To the point where maybe you can see muscle if he stopped for a second, but there was a big fight that was happening between Lars, Roy, and Lisa. Roy was pulling some fucking wrestling moves and like doing backbreakers and shit to Lisa. And then Lars ends up shooting Roy in the face. And that's all he wrote for Roy. Be gone. He's fucking dead, dead. He did not survive that one to the face. No, not at all. So Lars and Lisa, they make their way through the house. They go into a little fucking lion in the witch in a wardrobe type deal thing. And they're just hanging out, trying to figure out their next plan. They tried to go to Narnia. Didn't work for them. That's not the right way to go. So yeah, they're hanging out in the wardrobe with the lion, the witch, all that shit. And then Lars jumps out of the wardrobe, attacks Petter. And because the fucking ceiling was all messed up and they're getting in this whole scuffle, part of the ceiling falls onto Petter and it's, the shit that Roy left behind goes on his face and I almost threw up. It took him a minute to realize what it was too. And he started wiping it away. Oh, God. Uh, it was just diarrhea. Oh yeah. Oh God. It was like, it was just a pile of it. It was fucking gross. And I don't know if you noticed this too, when they were hanging out in the attic after Roy took a shit, you can hear the sound of flies. Could you hear that? Yeah. I was like, oh, it's fucking the details in there. The details. It's all in the details. So now they're outside fighting and all of a sudden Petter gets hit by a car. And oh. Then it, and then we get another flashback to find out who hit him with the car. And it was Lars's father who we meet in the beginning of the movie in a nursing home. Oh, this guy was, he was so fucking old school. It was ridiculous. Yeah. He was probably the best character of the movie. 
Oh my God. He was like that manly man who clearly not up with the times. He's still living in the old days where he wished he was at war and fucking killing people and all this shit. So he hits Petter with the car and shoots the other prisoner in the knee. But also before he even say he shot him in the knee, he fucking kicked the gun up like he's some sort of fucking action hero. Yeah, like he's Clint Eastwood or some shit and shoots the guy in the knee with a double barrel shotgun from a distance. It was gnarly. And then Petter stabs the guy in the fucking back. He's got a knife coming out of his chest and then proceeds to throw the old man into a lawnmower that's upside down. Fucking spinning. And his stomach is on top of the fucking lawnmower and blood just spraying everywhere. And I'm like, well, yeah, he's dead. That part with that lawnmower, Petter was trying to push Lars's face into it before this scene. And I was kind of hoping it happened because who doesn't want to see a lawnmower death? Yeah. You know, every time I see a scene like that where there's an upside down lawnmower, I think of one of two things. I think of Dead Alive where he's like party's over and he's holding a fucking lawnmower and he's just fucking mowing zombies or dead people down and blood spraying everywhere. That or Hobo with a Shotgun, where there's a fight and person's arm goes into the fucking lawnmower and turns into fucking mush. Pour one out for Rutger Hauer. Yeah, I know, right? I can probably do that, I guess, with my hydro flask here. Yeah, why not? Pour it on your floor. So his dad, he's got to be in his 80s, right? How the fuck is he surviving all of this? No idea. He just fucking... I'm thinking he's flat out dead because... If you're going to be chest first in a fucking lawnmower, it's pretty safe to say shit's getting mangled up. You're probably not going to make it. Yeah. Somehow this fucking guy comes back from laying down in a fucking lawnmower and he's crawling to a hammock and you see his intestines just hanging out and all that he wanted to do, he didn't want to die in a nursing home. He wanted to die at his cabin and he did just that. And now this is kind of turning into this father's son tale where the father is proud of his son for shooting a guy in the balls. And it was nice. It was lovely. It was a lovely scene. So the funny part about that was, is it was obviously it was horse dick Dave again. But he like, he like took the shotgun and traced his fucking dick with the barrel of it. Did you notice that? Yeah, going halfway down the leg. It was almost, his dick was almost at his knee. (laughs) Dude's a fucking tripod blows his balls off and then he just walks up to his dad and he's just like i just blew someone's balls off like word for word before he blew his balls off he took the guy's sweater and then walked out with the thing it's either that or he blew his balls off and then took the sweater but i thought that part was funny he's just walking out in dave's clothes now Lars's father he's resting in a hammock and he just died so Which, now we're just 10 down, out of 10 our, what 10 out of 10 way to go right yeah so now we're out from your cabin oh yeah it's we're down to just go. lars Heather, and lisa Yep. I missed the part where Petter ended up with all the fishing hooks in his face. Oh, you missed that? Oh, okay. How did that happen? So Lisa was trying to run out to the boat to get away and couldn't get it started for some reason or another. And as she's struggling, drooling, she's drooling all over the fucking place. I'm like, why? Why? And you see her clearly wipe her mouth because she knew she drooled too much for that scene. But they continued with it anyways. They're just like, whatever. You know, shit's all over the place. But she goes and looks for, I think it was the keys in the boat area where like all your fishing lures and all this stuff are. So she went there and Petter attacked her from behind and she threw a bucket of lures at his face. And that's uh, how it happened. Yeah. So he got a face full of fishing lures. 
Now he's looking like he's some sort of scene kid with all the piercings in his face. He fucking beats the shit out of her and he brings her to the boat. And so now they're taking off and Lars sees them from a distance and he fucking runs, jumps off the dock like a fucking superhero and grabs onto this rope that's just hanging out from behind the boat. Which I'm surprised is still hanging out because there's a motor back there and they didn't have one of those fucking things that like you use for tubing that keeps a rope elevated. That shit was straight hanging out the back. I was so confused because like, how the fuck was Lars able to get on that boat without getting chewed up by the propeller? That or how the fuck did he have the physical strength to be dragged by a boat and just like, I'm just going to scale this rope that's in the water that's probably slippery and just make his way all the way to the boat. Apparently he turned into a fucking action hero, jacked as shit fucking person. So it's movie magic. He comes up from behind, beats the shit out of Petter, and a big brawl happens between Petter, Lisa, and Lars. And this part is fucking gnarly is Petter gets his arm caught in the fucking propellers and the boat's still moving and you see blood just all over the lake. I thought yep. it was so fucking awesome. I thought that was awesome. That part was awesome because Lars just like somehow with his super strengths just puts Petter's arm in the propeller and yeah, you see the blood just squirting in the boat trail like in the mm-hmm. water behind them as the boat's going in circles. Yep. And then Lisa, she's like all amped up. She takes the fucking... Oh, you know what we forgot to mention, though? This is a ridiculous part. Lisa gets a flare gun, and she's got it pointed at Petter, and she shoots it, and Petter just dodges out of the way of it. And that's the only shot that you have when it comes to a flare gun. It's one fucking bullet in the gun, and it's just meant to fucking warn people, like, where you are. It's not like a regular gun that's meant to fucking go right through shit. This is just meant to, like, fire up in the air and blow up a little bit. Just more like a fizzle. I love that part of it, though, where he just like casually moves his shoulder. Like he doesn't even have to put any effort into avoiding it. He just moves his shoulder. He's just like, what the hell? And then, yeah, Lars continues to attack him from behind. And I think that's actually where his arm gets jammed in the motor. So it was almost like a distraction. But that happens. And earlier in the film, what we've also forgot to mention is that Lars was collecting rocks and brought them onto the boat because his idea was to chop his wife up and take the body parts and put them in a bag and dump them at the bottom of the lake. And the bag contained a bunch of rocks that would help with that. So there was a bag on the boat with all those rocks. They tied it around Petter's throat and threw him overboard. So now he's sinking to the bottom and drowning, I guess, at this point, because I don't think he's going to make another comeback after lures to the face, arm being chopped off, getting stabbed in the side with a rake, and now coming back from drowning. He's like fucking Jason. He really was. Yeah, because the only way you're really killing Jason is in the water or like incapacitating him. Other than that, he just comes back. Just chain him to, what was it, a cinder block he was chained to? It was like a giant ass rock. Tommy Jarvis fucking chained a rock and threw it around Jason's neck. And that was Jason Lives. But Jason Lives, fucking love Jason Lives. It's one of my favorites because it's so absurd. So yeah, basically they pull a Jason, Tommy Jarvis situation. Petter sinks to the ground. And now Lars gets his feet caught in the ropes that are also attached to that bag that Peter is being brought down to the fucking lake bottom. And he gets fucking thrown off the boat and Lisa grabs his arm. Now we're wondering, is Lisa going to just fucking kill him? Are they going to continue with what they wanted to do? It's like kill each other. That's what I thought was going to happen. That whole scene with them staring at each other was very long and drawn out. 
it I really was gonna let him go i was fully expecting either that or for him to say something weird like go ahead and as his final way of saying i did love you you can kill me and let me drown and you get the money type thing but no that didn't happen they ended up both getting out of there and somehow rekindled their relationship and what they did out of this whole ordeal they told this whole ordeal to the news media everything and they became famous because the wife was an actor lars was a director and they were both struggling so they used this as kind of a platform to boost their stock in the entertainment industry and that's how the movie ended was them becoming popular in hollywood because of their story don't forget the scene with Lars and Lisa sitting next to each other. And Lisa finally asked him about where he got those, what she call them, billiard balls from? Yeah. Yeah. The billiard balls. And that's when he leaned over. saying He was in pain. Yeah. So he was definitely in pain. And that's how it ends is that they make a name for themselves in Hollywood, become even more famous. And that's it. Oh, and then they make a movie out of this whole situation. And I think... It was starring Diego, who was the guy that she was cheating on, which is why he wanted to really kill her in the first place. So I thought that was funny too. Yeah, because they said that that's not, a, what do you say, that's not actually how it went or something? Actually, no, wait, no. At the end, he said that's exactly how it happened. And he, or that's exactly how it happened, yeah. Yeah, and he winked at her. Yeah. And that's it. I that's thought it was a great end. ending. Corey, what do you give the trip? So I'm going to go ahead and give this five out of five dead kids. Honestly, I think it's my favorite movie that we've reviewed so far in this whole podcast. Um, It had everything. It had horror. It had suspense. It had comedy aspects. Definitely a fantastic film. I thought went under the radar. And I will admit that I didn't know about it until today. Yeah. Because we were trying to decide what we wanted to talk about. And yeah, I love this, dude. I might actually have to watch it several more times because I was such a fan of it. Yeah. Wow. Okay. All right. So. I had a little bit of a different opinion. I gave it a three out of five. And reason being is that sometimes when you have so much going on like that, you lose focus of what kind of movie it is. So I was thinking at first it was probably going to be more of a comedy based on what was happening. It was like that weird dynamic between the husband and wife being like, oh, I wanted to kill you. Oh, I wanted to kill you. And I'm just thinking like, is this a horror movie? I'm not sure. So for me, it felt like a lot of it was comedy. And then it turned into like a lot of gore stuff. And then there were scenes that I was like, "Ah, I don't think I need to see a rape scene or anything like that. There were a lot of funny parts. I will admit that. I did get some chuckles out of it. But was it a perfect movie to me? No. But was it a bad movie? No. I think it was kind of middle of the road. Three out of five for me. That's fair. At least they didn't shit on it. No, no. I wouldn't shit on it by any means because I saw what it was trying to do. It didn't hit me the way it hit you for some reason. I don't know. I was watching it. And I'm like, I don't know how I feel about this. I was trying to take notes and the notes I felt like I was taking were not that often. For instance, if the audience was to look at my notes for Evil Dead Rise, they'd be like, how the fuck did they fit all of this in this episode? Because it was ginormous. Yeah. You met, yeah. Yeah. You saw that. It was like fucking two paragraphs worth of notes, not including Corey's notes on top of that, which is also like another two paragraphs. So we had a lot to say about that. But this one, I was having a hard time trying to really come up with notes, but I came up with some little things here and there. And yeah, it just didn't hit me the way it hit you. Yeah. So everyone. We're not going to like No, No, you can't agree on everything. One person's going to like it. One person's not. Or maybe we'll both like it. Who knows? Maybe we'll both hate it. But in this case, agree to disagree. Yeah. All right. So everyone, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on Facebook X, Instagram, threads, and YouTube. By the way. What the fuck did we say for Twitter? Did we say follow? Can't say tweet us. 
You say excess? I don't know anymore, dude. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't even so, know what the fuck Threads is. What is that? It's Instagram's way of being like Twitter. Okay. I will not have one of those. We have one at least for our 30 screams. And I've been posting some stuff on it. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And I've got some funny things I'll be posting later tonight too, but it's a video. It's promoting merchandise. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think you'll get a good kick out of it. Wait, a video? Uh-huh. Oh, I shit. Mean, yeah. Heard it here first. Yeah. I made a funny video and I'm going to throw it up on our Instagram and maybe other social media platforms. So be sure to follow, like, subscribe, all that good stuff. Leave us a five-star review on all podcast platforms so we can get more exposure. And be sure to tell your friends. We're also a part of the Shining Wizards Network. Be sure to visit shiningwizardsnetwork.com. They're an awesome podcast network ranging from wrestling to heavy metal to horror. A lot of good shows on that network. Definitely be sure to check it out. Visit 30screamsofless.com for all previous episodes and transcripts to go with those episodes. And if there's anything you want us to review, send an email to 30screamsorless at gmail.com or hit us up on social media. Use that hashtag 30screamsofless and we'll talk that way. And we have a whole slew of merchandise releasing soon. And Corey, I'm fucking excited. I can't wait. I can't wait to pay our fucking hosting fees. Yeah, we can get a faster server while we're at it. Yeah, let's do that. Guys, we need a faster server. You're not going to be able to buy this shit. It's so slow. It, it is really slow. Help us out. We need to buy a whole server so yeah. I can fucking host just 30 screams or less on it. Yeah, it's cool. I know you basically ordered one of everything just so we could do a test run of it before we released it to the three people that hopefully buy stuff. Hey, if three people buy shit, damn near pays for most of our expenses of the year. All right, <laughs> buy it. Buy the merch. Everyone, just buy shit. We're going to have the store up on 30 Screams or Less website. You'll be seeing some content posted on social media anyway, showing you what there is. I posted a mug and a coaster with my cat recently. That was a nice one. Cute one. That's Lumen. She's making her podcast debut, me talking about her. I wish she so mad in that photo. I don't know why. Maybe because it said drink beans on the coffee mug. That's the one you got. I didn't see that. You only posted the logo part, so. Oh, yes. That black one is the drink beans one. Have you used it? I used it tonight. I just sent you a photo. Okay. Text? Text. And cue Corey dying. I'm wait for it to get here. What the fuck? Why is it taking so oh, long? Oh my God. You have I put beans in the mug and proceeded to eat out of it. Oh my. That is why we made it. That is exactly why. It's not for coffee or liquids. It's actually for beans. Yep. And it's only it's only rated for beans in the microwave. <laughs> for beans in the microwave. You pour your little bean content inside the black drink that's, beans cup, and you're good to go. Food that's, for minutes. That's outstanding. Yeah, I made beans tonight. I'm like, I got to put them in something. I don't have any bowls. Are these things dishwasher safe? They should be. So if not, whoops. Get another one. <laughs> I'll just get another one. Yeah. So coffee mug full of beans. Everyone be sure to check out our merchandise when it all drops. With that said, I'm Steve. And I'm Corey. And thanks for listening to 30 Screams or Less. And don't forget to drink your beans as we've been talking about the whole time. And also anoint my phallus with the blood of the fallen. Welcome everyone to 30 Screams or Less, a horror movie podcast where we review horror movies in 30 minutes or less so you don't have to. Let me do this again because I moved my chair piece and I think it may have caught up, caught on fucking audio. Welcome okay. everyone to 30, there we go. Welcome. <laughs>
oh, back to God. a great start. 